0: Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast, real talk with real leaders committed to creating better companies and a better world. Presented by Stronger Leaders, Stronger Profits with your host, Sean Patton. We're so glad you found us here at the Leadership After Hours podcast. If you're finding value in this content, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. This allows us to spread the modern leadership revolution, plus you don't want to miss out on a single weekly episode. Now, let's get into it. Yeah, well, Lisa, because I think this is an important conversation. And actually, <clears throat> recently here, last Friday here in Nashville, they had uh, the first ever um, road show for, um, for West Point, for Service academy grads mm-hmm. um, that were entrepreneurs. They have a summit every year. They started a couple years ago, and they just started this road thing around. So this Nashville is our first one. It was super cool. Got to see all these old grads. They had a, they had a you know, they had a, a kid who just got out last year or got out of West Point, still in the army, young Lieutenant, right? Graduated in 2022. And we had a 1955 grad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So super cool. But, um, anyway, I was talking with actually a, a West Point grad, recent officer who's a special forces officer. Now where I was, um, just wants, th- thinks he wants to get out in a year or two, kind of same timeframe. And, we had a kind of deep conversation around the exact same thing you just mentioned, but I think that this is an important lesson that I've found with all a lot of my clients. And I think this resonates because I actually, so let me tell you about what you just said and I saw it in my mom. Yeah. Okay. So the same thing is that as people, we attach our identity sometimes um to these external roles, right? Mm-hmm. The roles we play. I'm, yes. a, you know, I'm a father, I'm uh I'm a I'm a wife, I'm a husband, I'm a partner, I'm a Marine, I'm a soldier, I'm a I'm a veterinarian, I'm a teacher, I'm a, all these things, right? And uh and we really rally on that because I think that's if we don't spend any time thinking about it, that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. identify yourself, not who you are, or what you do. But the danger in that and I think this is what hits so many veterans and why so many struggle. and Unfortunately, lose some to, to this struggle
1: mm-hmm.
0: is when that goes away, if you haven't done the work and the introspection to identify who you are underneath that role, yes. then you feel like you don't have anything. That's and right. I, and I'm thinking, unfortunately, one of the guys who was on one of my teams who ended up, um, he had a twin brother who was a Marine, um, Marsoc mm-hmm. um, CCT and would because they were so short on air uh, ccts to call in bombs they were attached to sf teams and seal teams that he could just volunteer so he just went he, i can't remember it was too much he did like 12 deployments in wow. afghanistan he was in afghanistan for like seven to ten years in like bad places came back and ended up taking his own life and his twin brother was on my team and ended up taking his life and part of that was because i think he just didn't know who mike was outside of being a soldier and i saw it with my mom who was a school psychologist and then in special education administrative and worked with you know disadvantaged kids and she was an educator so that's all she was i'm gonna say all she was but that's in her identity that's like a big part of it she was and then you retire and then it was just like oh my god who am i now and and so an exercise i have some of my clients try to do if they struggle with this uh, which let me know what your thoughts on this yeah is i say Let's let's try to identify, identify yourself in three words, not connected, not a sentence, just three adjectives, whatever, that have nothing to do with your external roles and responsibilities. So you can't say husband or wife. You can't say father. You can't say marketer. Because if I take you and put you on an island, if I take Reggie and put you on an island by yourself, you're not any of those things. All those people yeah. are gone now. Who are you now? And if you don't have a good a concept of who that is, you really can't be transit. You can't be as resilient through the transitions of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I had to give you my three words, mm-hmm. I
1: think I'd say. I mean, right here on the cross would be strength, uh, resolve, and humility. Um, I love that. I think humility. I mean, I always try to see myself through the lens of, or I try to see other people through my eyes. You know, and I think as a leader, I always have to be really, really cognizant
0: of that. Um, so empathy goes a really, really long way. Um, I think empathy is that emotional intelligence. Like mean, all the data shows that emotional intelligence is way more important than IQ or almost any other skill set has a leader, especially because it's about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably is why that resonates, or why you're such a great leader and why that resonates with you on, um, on, on that. I think empathy and being able to see things and people from different angles is a, a, I mean, it's necessary, Mm -hmm. um, as a leader, but also it's funny that you bring that up because that's also, I think such a good aspect of just being successful and resilient in life. You know, it's, it's a superpower if you can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to be able to take our bumps and our bruises, but in order to take those bumps and bruises, we got to ask ourselves, like, why are we doing this in the first place?
0: So you got to believe in something. I think, I think that's a really good point. So. Um, cause we're gonna have to cut this in two. So if we need, get so don't miss the second part, we're going to get right into it. Uh, cause I want to <laughs> continue this sentence here with, with Reggie cause there's so many good points here. So yeah, to bring it, to bring it back to that, the, the purpose, right? Yeah. So we were just talking about empathy and, um, and be pushing through struggles. So on the purpose side, that's like, that's helping people find purpose to find it is like literally an obsession of mine right now. Yeah. Um, and uh because i could see the impact of it mm-hmm. and so when you know for yourself maybe um how what's your process to to try to do that Do you have, do you have like a set of criteria is it a gut feeling is it something you did you know, did you, you draw a mind map like what, you, what where is when you're trying to make a decision about where you go in life how are you doing it yeah um and this is reggie talking this
1: isn't you know anyone other than myself but yeah. i mean my faith plays a big part in that so um I I believe that we have an innate uh, calling in life, you know, and and everybody has a set of gifts and talents that they're given. You know, you look at some people, they're really good teachers or you look at some people, they're just really, really good communicators. Um, Other people are really great singers, you know, like everybody has an innate like ability and like sense of like. Just being able to use those things and we could use those things for good or we could use those things for not so good. Right. Um, and so like, how do we, how do we help others along the way? That's one thing. Right. The, the next thing I'll say is where the intersection of those gifts, talents and passions are. And then everybody kind of has a burden on their heart. Right. So like something that they really, really, um, feel drawn to. And that's usually through life experience Mm -hmm. or, or maybe not. Maybe you're just extremely, extremely passionate. I'm using this example about like animals, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's about underserved youth, whatever it is, there's something there. Um, So where the intersection of those gifts, talents, and passions go with the burdens on your heart is where you start to see um, you living your purpose. You no, know, I believe
0: that. Dude, I, I love that. So in in my book, which is right here, where's mindset the six keys to greatness, um, <laughs> book, it is uh, is one of the, the third one is the North Star theory. So yeah. I have a uh, a, a theory on fulfillment um, and purpose and mine is that every living creature and uh, that includes humans and all the plants yeah. is of test this theory against. Every living creature is its happy, most content fulfilled when its activities and environment are aligned with its genetic purpose. Mm -hmm. And and for human beings, the cliff notes version of that is we're tribal creatures. Um, And that's why I love the fact you brought up impacting others. Because I think it's basically impossible, um, despite what modern society and the market leaders will tell you, Mm -hmm. that any personal goal... Our self-centered gratification is gonna actually lead to total fulfillment. And yep. I think it's because we are designed um through uh you know the greater through evolution, honestly, right? I mean, that's what separates us from other primates is that we we were able to gather and more and com- and communicate more and more complex structures. Mm-hmm. I mean, even over other humanoids like Neanderthals and, and things yep. like that. So that's part of who we are just as human beings. Now, when it comes to individual, now we're looking at the next level. Yep. And it's so interesting. I love how you said, you know, your strengths, your gifts, and then what your burden. I love. the I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal that. Your, yep. your burden um, on your heart and what you feel because mine is, is is way less eloquent. Which is just I had people define your values, yep. um, which is kind of what you are saying in a certain way, right? And so, who are you? Yep. First. Um, and then I actually have them do a SWOT assessment, so nice. those you know, the, the, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that we do like in the business world. Yeah. And I have it do I have them do that with their worldview. That's great. So, what do you see as the strengths of your world, the opportunities and threats? And and I don't say the world, just your worldview, because for some people that's their family, some it's the yep. community, some some maybe it's the world, some maybe it's the country, whatever, <laughs> maybe it's their business. Okay, sorry. So yeah, this North Star here about doing a SWOT assessment, right, about their worldview, right, strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats. And then within that, I'm like, pick the one that you want to address. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the way that I have tried to help people find that burden on their heart. Yeah. Um, when you, you know, with your bunker labs and your other roles, and and I want to get to your nonprofit here, yeah. um, your calling. So what when you would talk to someone else and you ask them it, what kind of questions or what advice would you have for people listening on? If they're like not sure about what that bird is or where where to point their energy yes yeah, that's a great
1: question i would wholeheartedly tell them like look at your life experience look at what you've been through look at all the the trials of your life and ask yourself what's the recurring theme in that and and how can you use those experiences for good um and whenever you really start to understand that um does it align with a burden that you have on your heart? So for, specifically for me, the example is I grew up uh, really poor. You know, I um, my parents like, weren't the best parents, if I'm being honest. Um, there was a season in my life where I was in martial arts, and that was really good for me. You know, and um, I remember one day it was like, hey, you're, you're not – to be able to do this anymore we can't afford it Mm -hmm. and so it was all just kind of ripped away right not in a bad way but i mean they just couldn't afford it anymore and um growing up you know i didn't have a lot of good role models you know a lot of alcoholism a lot of drugs a lot of those different things and as i grew up and and got myself together i got in a lot of trouble as a kid you know a lot of trouble um doing really ridiculous things Mm -hmm. Marine Corps really was good for me um, and as I got older I always seemed to have like this kind of like wanting to do more for kids like me you know and um, embrace process was an opportunity to do that um, so started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu while I was in the Marine Corps and just saw like the ability for it to be something more than just like what I was doing with it Right. Know? so that's kind of how it all
0: Okay. Yeah, so and, and that's an, another thing we have in common is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We both train um, yeah. in martial arts uh, in that way. So for those of you who don't know, we – and I met you through Bunker Labs, but then I found out – and actually, I think we maybe had seen each other at some different, like, regional Jiu-Jitsu stuff and tournaments or whatever. Um, and then I found out that you had a, a nonprofit that you were mm-hmm. you were leading around the Jiu-Jitsu space yeah. um, called Embrace Process, right? Yes. So, So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. Embrace process was kind of born, uh, with the realization that you're, you're never done growing, um, that where you are in life, you know, just kind of use it for good. A lot of what we're talking about, you know, like just be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And we're trying to instill those same things. Like what you experience on the jiu-jitsu mats, you know, like I may be in somebody's Somebody's guard or somebody's mount and it's really uncomfortable. But I have been equipped with ways to to overcome it. As long as I, I stay calm and I focus on the technique at hand. Um not panicky, right? And not panic. Fight that fight or flight. Yes, yeah. exactly. That I could get out of it. That I could actually do certain moves in the arsenal to get out of it, right? Yeah. Um, and we're trying to instill that into youth off the mats so being able to show them on the mats, like hey yeah that that's not comfortable when you're there and in life you're going to be put in positions like that don't freak out Mm -hmm. stay calm run the play and and providing role models around that like zach i'll give zach a call out you know Mm -hmm. zach does such a good job they're not coming to jujitsu to to wear a gi that's too hot for them right because they complain constantly it's too hot um they're there for zach because it's consistent and they've already built a relationship so not only is there jujitsu happening and activities happening and fun happening but there's relationships being built and it's it's
0: seeping into the rest of their lives so it's, it's really cool um, and so so how do you do that you know so if you embrace process about youth troubled youth getting into jujitsu to learn life lessons and create network and, and grow yep. um so how do, how do you make that happen yeah so we run an after
1: school program through uh, a martial arts school in goesville called the academy um the program is separate from the academy but we we do an after school program and we provide martial arts scholarships mm-hmm. what we're looking at in the very near future is opening up the scholarship application to different schools in the region so there'll be we're looking at adding three to five schools to the region to and we're going to vet these schools. We're going to make sure that the student to instructor ratio is good, that they kind of align with what we believe, and as as far as youth programs go, and we want to be able to um, give those schools the opportunity to to provide scholarships for youth that may not be able to afford it. So.
0: I think that's awesome. And as a co-owner of uh, three jujitsu gyms in the area, I just want to say, let's schedule a meeting with the <laughs> owners because we would love okay. to be a part of Embrace Process where, just like the Academy talked about, I know the owners there. They're also part of a great nonprofit called We Defy, yeah. which uh, gives scholarships to, to wounded veterans to train. And, and we're a member of that. And we would love to be a part of supporting your mission because I just think that's amazing, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I would love, love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, also I want to give you a cover book here, Reggie signed to you, that's um, awesome. called the warrior's mindset, um, which I know you embody and, yeah. uh, man, we'll have to do this again because this was an amazing conversation. Yeah, so thank you for what you do at bunker labs. I enjoy working with you and always love seeing you at events and talking with you. And, um, for anyone that's listening, make sure you go on, um, and how do they find you and how do they find them in base process? Yeah, so
1: you can, uh, for Embrace Process, go check it out. It's embraceprocess.org embraceprocess.org and just read up about us uh, and and check us out. Uh, if you want to connect with me specifically, the best place to do that is on LinkedIn. So um,
0: I'll put I'll make sure that I give the team the link for the show notes. Okay, we'll put in the show notes for sure. And you can find if you look up Reggie or or, or yep. and uh, Bunker Labs and all that, you'll you'll track them down. So thanks so much, Reggie. This yeah, was awesome. thank you, guys. Appreciate it.